passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in the fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company that's here to make sure your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for the fall. So join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You can all do that by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using my promo code Bubba. Whether you're brand new or you're already with us at the Manscaped world, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, and that's the Platinum Package 4.0. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the ultra-premium body wash and ultra-premium 2-in-1 shampoo conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code Bubba. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use my promo code Bubba. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunks. Time to shine. Manscaped.com, promo code Bubba. Hello. Welcome to Off the Rails. Hello. Let's see if the fireball transition works. You ready? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, it worked and didn't freeze the computer. There we are. My 11 lines are strong today. Hello and welcome to the show. Sorry, I wasn't fully ready when I cracked the mic. Probably not the move, but it's cool. It's not, it's a little bit more relaxed over here. So that's nice. And I like that. I like how Bubba has a drug scale over here. Uh, I know. <laughs> I know. He, me- he measures out the hair stuff by hair dye. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, what they would use for drugs, but it's a hair dye. Or food. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make food. a great kitchen scale, but I'm sure it works. But yeah, he uses it for hair dye. Mm-hmm. Um, today is going to be a, a fun day. I am excited about it because I will be on my way to Savannah, Georgia for a little girls, uh, not a little girls, a like a little, like a group, a small group of women um, getting together, going to Savannah, Georgia for a bachelorette party. And I've never been a part of one of these things. 
and it's bachelorette parties like the planning is fun and stressful uh well not for me because i wasn't involved in it i was just like tell me who i have to write the check to that's that's what I like to do. I just like to show up. Yeah. What T-shirt size are you? I tell them. That's the sort of thing. I don't have to organize shit. I don't have to do any research. I don't have to find Airbnbs. I don't have to put any schedules or itineraries together. I just fucking show up to the party, pay the money, and leave. I'm a little concerned it's going to be a rather expensive weekend. Not that I can't afford it, but I also... I have never been the type in my life... Um, maybe, um, maybe because, because I've been poor most of my life, but, but to just, just like splurge without caring or just oh, yeah. come into a little bit of money for whatever reason, get paid, and you're like, well, I'm just going to blow it, and I'll just... No, never. Um, and it seems like the more money that I acquire, which isn't much, but the more I've saved, like the le- the more I want to hold on to it. I'm like, I like seeing a comma in my bank account. I don't want that to go away. Well, I know you, you, because you, yes, you love regions, and the ATMs, but um, I don't like I don't like keeping a lot of money in the bank. That's totally understandable, by the way, completely understandable. Um, I don't. I'm just not that I'm scared that I'm going to lose it because I don't lose shit. But hold on, guys, I'll fix it. There's an echo. Uh oh. Echo, echo. Is it? What about now? Should I keep talking so we know? No, you're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, so I'll so be I'll leaving be today uh, in a few hours to uh, to Savannah. And what will you be doing right, in my absence? Sorry, guys. Yeah. What will you be doing in my absence? Oh, it's gonna be the biggest party ever. So you're going to be sad and alone. You're going to camp, which will be fun. Yeah, I'm not so sure I'm going to camp now. Oh, no? No, the guy I was going to go with uh, forgot his daughter was pregnant and has a baby shower that week. Um, can you go, I mean, I know you've gone solo before, so does that... Yeah, um, I can, it's just not as fun, and mm-hmm. it's, a lot of times, too, if, if I don't go with the guy I camp with, there's mm-hmm. other people I know that are going, and I haven't reached out to them, Right. and they're also on Facebook, and I don't really use Facebook anymore, so... You can't reach out to them on Facebook? I can, just very but briefly? I, I, I can, but honestly, at this point, I'm like, I can just get so much more shit done. I, I got more work to do in the four-wheeler, change all the fluids on it. I want to repack the trailer bearings. Okay, if we get it. You got Put, shit to do. Do some cleaning. Mm-hmm. Some stuff around here. Firework meeting tomorrow. Okay. Oklawaha. Mm, I've never heard of that place. I'm not sure it is a place. It's kind of by Ocala. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm very uh, unfamiliar with that part of the state. Basically, outside of like Tampa, Sarasota, and maybe a little Miami. I don't know fucking where anything is. Outside of St. Pete, you mean? That's not true. I I rarely stay in St. Pete. It's just a, a place I used to live. Is kind of how I refer to it. It's it, I. It's not that it's unfamiliar, but you know when you just haven't been to a place in a while. That's how my home feels. I go there and I go. This is uh, this is home. And, and it's just been me and the cats this week. Uh, Reagan has been helping. I don't actually know what she, I know she went to Fort Myers to help out. I, I don't know in what capacity. I'm also not on social media. Um, and, I believe she was feeding the, not homeless, but the, well, I mean, kind of homeless, but the people that were affected by the storm. Yes. That's what I assume she was doing in, in some capacity, either like cleaning up. She's, she loves cleaning up or feeding people or giving people shoes and stuff like that and and that makes her feel good and that's great um so she was out all weekend so i was or all week so i was just kind of uh making sure the cats were alive 
And cats are very, the great thing about cats, why the, in, in, not to say they're better than dogs, because they certainly aren't, but okay. they're better in terms of convenience, because they're very low-maintenance animals. You just you just have the the water and the food and make sure the kitty litter is somewhat maintained and you're good to go. You can have a cat, you know, if you choose to interact with it, if it chooses to interact with you, whatever. But it can live perfectly fine, uh, pretty much without you, as long as it, there's food, water and a place for it to shit. Yep. So, yeah, so I, I can take care of cats. That's great. Um, so I was doing that this week. <clears throat> and then um, yesterday was just fucking crazy in terms of. You know, all the things you have to do to get ready for a, a weekend. And I'm like, oh, it'll take me five minutes. No, it doesn't. You got to no, do the laundry and the this and the that. Um, Plus, and you've, you've, you packed yesterday because you're not going back home today. Yes. So. so there's also that component where it just needs to be done by the time that I yeah. go to bed. So uh, yesterday I had a dinner at a decent hour. And I'm like, oh, I have plenty of time to get everything done. And then I started uh, going through the list of things I have to do. And I'm like, holy shit, I got to yep. get on it. Yep. So I was rushing to get everything done and ended up going to bed like close to 1130. Uh, and I really wanted to knock out because I've realized, not realized this, this is pretty obvious, but it, sometimes even if I don't get a lot of sleep in terms of um, time, but I get really good quality sleep, I'm like almost just as well okay. rested than if I would have gotten yeah. more hours, but kind of in and out. You really around. need to try Ambien. Yes, I do. Because it's like... Uh, yes, I do. Because <laughs> it's like... Uh, it will turn you very racist, I guess. But if you actually go to sleep, um, usually it's like six or seven hours of sleep, but like it feels like you got like 30 hours of restful sleep. Yes. I do need to try Ambient. Yeah, I've yet do. to try that. I used to do uh, street drugs. Now, I used to do party drugs. Now I do. Sl- now I like to do sleepy drugs. Which are so much better because your wakeful hours are uh, incredibly um, more pleasurable. Uh, you're just a happier person when you're well well rested. Obviously, um, it really the, the the major difference between my twenties and my thirties in terms of how I like to party. I used to like to party up. Now I like to party down. I love to party down. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. And- I- yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go. Uh, yesterday, I, I did treat myself to a little bit of a party just to make sure because I knew I wasn't going to be sleeping for very long. So I wanted to make sure that like I knocked out right away. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Well, yeah, and lo- lo- along the lines of that, like when I say uh, try Ambien, I obviously mean go to your doctor, get the prescription, get it filled and go that of way. Of course. Like you did with everything else. Of course I did. Yes. My doctor prescribed it, and he actually gave it to me like in a napkin. It was super weird, <laughs> like in tissue paper. I actually hold on, you laugh, but I have had a doctor do that, uh, like many times. Or he'll like, right? He's like, "Hey, I got this," and like puts it in a little vial thing. And is like here, and that like for real. My doctor like actually did that, and I'm like, "It was your doctor, or it was a doctor?" It was my doctor. Oh, and I so he's like, "Hey, You're like okay." I was like, hey, thanks, um, mm-hmm. but, like, uh, if I got caught with this, it's, like, a really bad felony. He's like, oh, okay, he gets a script pad out and writes a script for it, too. He's like, here, fill these, two then. What a, what a champion. I was like, hell, yeah. Doesn't give a fuck. That's he fine. He was so cool. Yeah, he was cool. Uh, where is he now? He's like, if he's not dead, he's, like, 90. <laughs> You're like, he's in jail um, no, for malpractice. Cool. No, that's cool. That's awesome. But- he's old school. Like, he... he, uh, he Started in the military, became like a military doctor, mm. 
um, and then went on to do his own thing. But he was like a cool old school doctor. I like that. I like that. He does he does things that people really value, like giving prescriptions. He would literally like, I'd be because I'd be at his house hanging. I did a lot of work for him, and he like pulled his script pad out, and he's like, "All right, well, what you need?" And then like I would tell him, and he's like, "That's it." He's like, "You don't want more than that." He's like, "You want more of those, more of these?" And I'm like, "Okay." And so he'd write me like the max. <laughs> it's like that's super cool, but like that's he's part of the problem, sort of a deal. Oh, I mean, yeah. thankfully it's to you. And you have, you know, self-control and stuff. And I was actually thinking about that on my way to the gym where it's like most people would treat themselves to like, I don't know, what do what do people or, or let's just say women typically treat themselves to like a spa day, hair stuff, makeup. A new bag, uh, maybe some new shoes. Right, that are fashion, a shopping spree. I like to treat myself with a quarter Zan. That's like my slip. Like that's like my piece of cheesecake. Like I'm like, my, oh, me too. Can't wait to treat myself tonight. <sighs> um, but I do feel really good today, and I knew that I would have to because there was no time for a nap. Um, I might get some some sleep on the plane, but I doubt it because I'll probably it's a be. Quick flight. I know that, but I mean, I'll probably be middle seat Willie. There'll be, probably be someone smelling next to me. Just my luck. So. Well, it's a it's a really tiny plane, so. I feel like it's not a tiny plane. Or, oh, okay. Is it not? Or it is? No, it's like a prop jobby. Little... No, 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 no. Don't joke. No. Fuck off. He's lying, folks. This, that's not the case at all. Um, It's just a normal size plane. A 7149er deal. But, um, okay, we'll see. Uh, is it really a small plane? We'll see. How many people does it hold? Like, like 20? No, like, I think it's. 24. Oh, okay. So it is pretty small. No, if it's if it's the prop plane I'm thinking of, there I mean it's actually a decent sized plane. Okay. So we'll see. Um and I'll arrive tonight and then immediately I I have been informed by the person who who the bride whose car broke down on the way to Savannah yesterday. She had to get get picked up by her sister who was also en route thankfully. Um and I was supposed to go back with the bride. So we should uh, it should be interesting to see uh how that shakes out. I'll probably be getting a ride maybe with with the sister or someone. Someone who has a fucking car would be cool just to drive yeah. me back because that was the plan. Um Oof. so uh I I arrive tonight around 6. They pick me up. Apparently it's going to be a quick turnaround to the Airbnb. Get fucking ready in 20 minutes uh with my wig, my sparkly deal and then out on out on the town to start eating. Some grub. Eaten. Yes. And it was so, I love getting the itinerary because I immediately looked up every single place we'll be eating and I can, there's maybe one thing on the menu for me. Oh. Maybe one thing at each place. And I totally understand. I do not expect people to accommodate me. Lard. <laughs> There'll be lots of those questions this weekend. Or I might just steer clear of it and be like, you know what? Just give me a fucking avocado. Just one avocado oh, is I fine. Like guacamoles. Just one guacamole, please. No more. No, no less. But that's that's what I did probably for the first uh, thirty minutes after I got the the list of things we'll be doing and where we'll be going. I was just like, ah, let me see if I can eat at any of these places. So I've always been a big menu peeper. Like I, I oh really like always, mm-hmm. um, and now I like have to be because I have to look through the menu and go because like for the most part as long as it's not like a seafood restaurant I can find something to eat yeah but I I'm like hey I want to go here and then I'm like okay well I'll find something and I was like now I gotta look and see if there's any kind of 
rabbit food that Anna can eat. Right. And I'm duly obnoxious for many reasons. But in terms of um, cuisine and food, not only does it need to be vegetarian, but it has to be like healthy. Because even if it's mac and cheese, like, I'm not going to fucking eat that. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like, oh, we got fettuccine Alfredo. It's like, I'm sorry, I don't want to eat a 4,000 calories worth of pasta, and I'm going to fucking knock out afterwards because I'm going to just be so carb-loaded and bloated. It's just not going to be a good look. And Carb-bloated. Yeah, carb-bloated and loaded. And here's the thing, like a lot of the times that, you know, we're going out for this bachelorette party, we're going to like places that are like Southern cooking and stuff, which is fine. It's Savannah. It's the South. I I get even though it's North of here, it's the South regionally, culturally speaking. And I don't know about you. Well, not you because you don't know what I'm talking about. But when you're in tight clothing, like a dress or skirt. I don't think you probably want to be bloated and just full of food as fuck and then walk around just all like farty and shit in your in your tight skirt and your heels. Like that's not fun. Like if I'm going out on the town and I know I'm going to have to like go out and drink and like be a good time, I'm not going to over I want something light. I want cuz I want the alcohol to hit. Cuz much like Bubba and much like anybody, like you can drink like a fish if you've had a lot of food, you won't even fucking feel it. And then you have to drink more and then you just get more bloated and it's just a, it's just a pain. It's just an absolute disaster. So, these places that Oh, that's my plane? Yeah. Nice. I it's like a prop that. plane, but it's a big one. Okay. Like you're good. That's fine. As yeah. long as it's not a, you know, a little uh ring no, dink deal. No, you're good. You're good. Perfect. So, uh, a lot of these places are like heavy southern cooking. Um, you know, and I'm thinking maybe I can squeeze a salad out of them. Oh, damn. Lil Wilbur's Afterbirth, $50. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Super chiz. Super chiz. So it should be interesting to see. We can um, do super chizzes, uh, stars, although I don't think either of us are watching Facebook because it's a pain in the ass to watch on my computer. Yeah. Um, and I can also cheer up PayPal. Wonderful. Wonderful, but I am excited for the weekend. I'm I'm excited to just uh, to be with some gals, um, many of whom I've never met before. So this should be interesting. They pick me up from the airport. Hello, how are you? And then we uh, immediately become best friends and girl out and do all the fun things. So it should be good. I'm cool. very very excited, and I'm so thankful that like I got everything done yesterday. So this morning was just like get up and we're ready for the weekend. Let's go. Um. I know that we did discuss this uh, pretty extensively during the show and yesterday, but it is big news, the um, Nicholas Cruz verdict. Okay. And it seems that just in the uh, in the last, what, 12 hours or so, I think there's also been another, quote, mass shooting, because I think five people died in Raleigh, North Carolina. Did you see this? In, uh, is that where it was at? I, I- I thought it was South Carolina, but okay, yeah. Well, it was in Raleigh, and okay. I believe that's in North Carolina. Yes. Um, I always get the Carolinas confused. And it was a 15-year-old boy, a white male, because they wanted you to know he was white. That's interesting. I don't know really anything that happened, so I'm kind of gonna I'm gonna kind of like go through this um on the air because I want to know what happened here. It says a 15-year-old suspect and five victims in Raleigh shooting spree. Police in Raleigh, North Carolina, revealed on Friday morning that the victims killed by the 15-year-old on a deadly shooting rampage included an off-duty officer on his way to work and a 16-year-old boy. I have to go start BAR. I guess it died. Okay, go ahead. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, do your thing. No, you're fine. 
Um, the police chief identified the deceased victim. Okay, where did this shooting happen? I do not know. Let's see. The canine was uh, another surviving victim. I don't want to. I feel bad. I pr- probably should have gone through this before we went on the air, but you know, I kind of had to eat and then just go live. Let's see. The incident began unfolding around 5 p.m. when the gunman opened fire in the 6,000 block of Osprey Cove, blah, blah, before running into. Uh, okay, so he was just downtown and went into a residential area. Police closed the area and spent hours searching for the shooter before ultimately cornering him in a home and taking him into custody. I guess he is alive. Uh, He suffered some injuries at the hospital, but he's going to be, he's going to be okay, everybody. The shooter's going to be okay. Um, It seems like a lot of officers have been dying in the last few days. I mean, locally and, and, and nationally. As far as this goes, and I know that we t- we talked about the uh, the Nicholas Cruz verdict for um, pretty extensively again during the first hour of the show because it's big news and a lot of people wanted to put him to death. I've I've said my statement that I don't, and again I want to make a distinction between what I think should happen to him and what I think the law should be able to do. Yep, a lot of people really can't. Um. They can't separate the two. They go, well, he deserves this, therefore the punishment should be this. And I go, yeah, I think in my, like, personally, he deserves to die. I don't see why he deserves to live. But also, I don't really want to give the state the power to to be able to just take lives I don't think that that leads anywhere anywhere good when the state can start just taking lives as as punishment because sometimes the state gets it wrong. That's one. And um, two, it's like, well, we think that this is an offense and then that is worthy of death. And then all of a sudden it becomes maybe less egregious things. And then you have something, again, I understand that I'm kind of pulling the slippery slope, but then you have places that's like how it happens though. yeah saudi arabia and iran where you have like the morality police where you're not wearing your hijab right and the they can just take you into custody and kill you and say oh she had a covid so i i don't like i wouldn't want to live in a society where the state is just feels like it can take lives i don't like that but then there's also the argument of which is worse like like a life in captivity where you'll never see a free day ever or or death. Now I understand death row takes a while. It's not like he's going to, you know, you get sentenced to death and next Tuesday you're you're gone. It takes a very long time. I understand that there's a lot of appeals and procedural things. I really don't know anything about it, but I do know it takes a fucking long time to to put someone on death row it's very expensive mm-hmm. and um it, it there he's going to spend what 15 to 20 years behind bars before he's even put to death so there's that but which do you think is worse most people would say death would be worse cuz at least you're alive but then you have to ask yourself the question like is a life in prison a life worth living see i I I think that might be worse. That might be the a worse punishment. Uh, I wish it was worse. So meaning, like I wish they served them worse food. I wish they did not let them watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they you know 
didn't let them buy different items from the commissary, have radios and use the internet and call, right. you know. Have a, a, a cupcake every now and again. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I wish that, that they uh, had to sit there and suffer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether or not Nicholas Cruz has what people would say, he has a broken brain. Like no question. The, you, when you do things like that, like, and here's the dis, like the distinction, and it gets very philosophical, and I'm not going to play the Mark Overclub, but it does get very philosophical when you go, okay, he clearly has a broken brain, but he's not insane. It's like, but, but yes, he is. Right now, insane in terms of what? Like you have to be clinically insane. You have to have a, a something mm-hmm. found in the DSM to say he's schizophrenic, he's bipolar, he's depressed, he's anxiety, whatever. You have to name something. I mean, so when someone is, you know, does something like that, which is so egregious for no reason, it 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 would make sense if it was like. Again, and again, it wouldn't be good, but it would make sense if it was something along the lines of like he was a slave and he was like retaliating against like people who owned slaves or something like that where th- there was a connection. Right. It's just it seemed to be a, a random attack against people because he hated life and he hated Valentine's Day or whatever the case may be. And he just wanted to take it and and, yeah. and just kind of um uh dole out the pain that he was feeling he wanted to make other people feel that pain with him because misery loves company right uh which is horrible and he has a a broken brain is he and this whole like well he's pure evil and he needs to like i don't even know what the fuck that even means he's pure evil he has a broken brain for whatever reason He's insane if it was just, it was, it could be a birth defect you could think of. Cause think about it. Like people have problems with other organs. They could easily have a problem with their brain. I would make that yeah. argument for Jeffrey Dahmer, who didn't seem to have a very, I mean, everybody has issues in their life and no one has like the perfect upbringing, but it seemed like his upbringing was pretty normal. That was the thing that I found most disturbing about Jeffrey Dahmer is that it, he wasn't molested as a kid. You know, he wasn't tortured by his father. Yeah, It was that he kind of had a normal life, which makes it even more eerie because you're like, shit, this could happen to anybody. Like, it makes you feel like it could happen to you or whatever. But with this Nicholas Cruz guy, and I, honestly, I didn't really follow all the the trial, the sentencing trial that closely and and to be honest i really didn't care it's not like i'm gonna fight for this guy to live or fight for this guy to die either way he's as long as he's out of society and he's sequestered like the animal that he is that i don't really care i prefer it sounds weird to say like i prefer he not die but again i just don't i don't like capital punishment i'm a little bit more consistent than everybody else because i think abortion is probably wrong if I were to pick a side, say it's probably not nice, and then I'd also say it's probably also not the best thing to uh, to to have the state be picking people off, whether they deserve it. Like, who decides who deserves what is, you know, that's when it's like, so you deserve to, to die based on what other people decided for you like that. I understand that's how our judicial system works. But then if you kind of like break it down, it is kind of bizarre. Like people are voting up or down or if this guy 
deserves to die. I'm like, that's kind of, it's just kind of crazy. It's not like a, a one plus one equals two deal. It's like, well, what do you, let's take a poll. You think this guy should live or die? He's dead. He's alive. It just seems, to, it's kind of bizarre to me, but, um, you know, he, he won't see a free day for the rest of his life. Um, but he does. He has a, a broken brain. And if you've ever, you, you're familiar with Sam Harris, right? I know who he is. Uh, he he wrote a very short book called Free Will, and he makes this whole art. Let me ask you this before we even get into that. Do you believe in free will? Uh, Do you believe free will exists? Somewhat. Okay. So Sam Harris, who is a, uh, a neuroscientist by trade, but he does a lot of work in philosophy, meditation, atheism. Oh, I play this. Never mind. What? That's oh, a good Rush song called Free Will. Oh. Um, he makes the claim that free will is an illusion, that it doesn't exist at all. And he does this by giving a few examples of your, like, before you even make a conscious decision to eat the apple or the pear, before that's even conscious in your mind of what you've selected, your brain has already made that decision for you. So it feels like you are the author of your own thoughts, but you're not. And you really can't control your genetics. You can't control that at all, actually. You can't really control your environment as a, as a child or in utero or whatever. So he's saying, like, the way that you turn out, you really couldn't have turned out any other way because you don't control your environment, especially, you know, as a young child, and you don't control your genetics. So you're just kind of like a, I don't want to say a, a, what would you call it? Just you're kind of at the mercy of your biology. And so he says whether someone commits a crime because they're evil or they have like a brain tumor that's causing them to kill people, it's weird that we reserve a certain sort of compassion for the person with the brain tumor who's making them act out versus the person that we think is pure evil. But he's saying that it's essentially the same thing because it's just your biology acting out and that free will is just an illusion. And we like to think that we have a, a choice between right and wrong. But at the end of the day, he's saying that that choice has already been made for you. It's just... It seems like you're making the choice, but in reality, your brain has already made that choice for you because your brain is just, you know, matter. It's just uh, particles. And, um, you know, your conscious experience is just kind of an extension of those particles acting out. But there's really no difference between a soul and your brain. It's just it seems like it's something special. It seems like consciousness is something that's elusive and we don't really know what it is, but really it's just our perception of our of our brain matter. Anyways, long-winded thing to say that um, you know, perhaps none of us really have free will and that the way that we're born and the way that we're raised is what it is and that there was really no other option but for Nicholas Cruz to do what he did. There was really no turnaround unless somebody else like stepped in, which wouldn't have been their free will. Do you understand? So it was just like, it is what it is. Do I think that the death penalty is really a deterrent for people? Um, I would say no. Yeah, especially the way it is now. Yes. I don't think that... Uh, Here's the thing. like People that do these sorts of crimes, either they don't care or they... Um, they don't really think about consequences. I feel like they're not really like they may plan the crime, 
or whatever they're going to do, but they really don't think about the aftermath of like, how is this going to turn out for me? Do you think, do you think that the death penalty could be a deterrent? Um, Implemented the right way. And how would that be? Like used way more often and. Uh, I don't know. Cause I feel like. I feel like people do dangerous things all the time, like and not even like the death penalty, but people get like a rise out of doing stuff and they think that they can get away with it. So, for example, like base jumping or skydiving yeah, but- or being a pilot like that's a thrill. But people know that it's super risky and you could be killed. But like that's part of the fun and that they think that they can get away with it. A lot of people that skydive think that. I- I think you know they're going to survive, and people that do shit like that, some maybe think they're going to get away with it. I think it could be a deterrent for sure if it was done differently than we have it now. But there, there will also be, and probably majority, um, that just don't care, that don't think about it. Yeah, these these people, I feel like, are not really great with with con- uh, consequences. Like they don't really think things through. Yeah, like like if Nicholas Cruz knew he was going to get the death penalty for like without a reason like without a doubt he would get the death penalty mm-hmm. he would have still done what he did yeah i mean even like that wasn't going to stop him right i mean even look at the situation we saw it, like later in the show with the two dads and road rage and how quickly oh, yeah. you can be ignited to be using lethal force sure like how quickly that escalated mm-hmm. I, and and those people were probably totally fine, maybe not, five minutes before the incident, and all of a sudden, they're at a point where they're pulling out their guns and shooting each other. Right. So, I mean, clearly people can be, like, if that, if if something within five minutes can take you from totally relaxed to taking your gun out, like, imagine, and again, I'm not trying to make a make it seem like I'm defending Nicholas Cruz, but like think about like a lifetime of pain and torment would what what kind of anger that would rile up in you. It's obvious that, you know, all you care about because you're in so much pain or torment or whatever that you just want to you want to just um make other incur a pain on somebody else. You want to make people feel the pain that you are feeling because that is all, it's all consuming. That's all that you care about is getting back. And spite is actually a really interesting emotion that I don't know if, I'm sure it's probably found in other other species as well where they do things where they incur a cost to impose a greater cost on somebody else. People do spiteful things all the time that make no sense. They may take less money, um, to prevent somebody else from getting a job. Like they'll do crazy, yeah. crazy things where, you know, what do they say? You cut your nose to spite your face. Yeah. And not the same thing, but like, you know, I'll, I'll drive uh, 10 miles away and, and use $10 in gas to save $2. Yeah. I mean, you're just spiting. It's weird. Cause you're just, who are you really fucking over? It's like you right. versus you. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there's been times where, you know, I'm trying to think of an, an example, but, um, like I will, I'll take a, a small hit knowing that somebody else will take a larger hit that I don't like. Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, that behavior is, is very common cause you want to teach other people a lesson and you're, even if you yourself are imposing a cost on yourself, 
you just want to make other people fucking suffer Mm -hmm. or feel bad for whatever. So this kind of behavior where you're like, why would people do that? The consequences. It's like, dude, if you're if you're get riled up in five minutes and you start shooting your gun off because you have zero impulse control and that's not even like unusual like a lot of people maybe not maybe pulling out your guns is a bit much but even bubble was saying you know if a guy just starts fucking with him on the road a little bit i mean he's gonna get riled up and start fucking around and doing crazy stuff within a few within 30 seconds one person does one thing the next person responds it just it escalates very quickly so you can imagine of like uh, again a lifetime of of feeling um, tormented or bullied or whatever the case may be, or you get the fetal alcohol syndrome, how much you're riled up to go mm-hmm. and just impose a, a cost on everybody around you. So it it does kind of make sense. And when you get riled up and you're doing stupid stuff, and even Bubba was talking about, like, should I go after that guy? I forget, the guy that showed him the knife. And, and then, you know, other people had to kind of say, hey, maybe oh, it's yeah. not worth Tone our lives. Down. Yeah, they they, they tell them to tone it down. Right. So in that moment, you're not thinking with a clear head. You're not thinking about the potential consequences. You need other people to remind you. Because I feel like your long-term thinking and the consequences, whatever part of the brain controls that, it just shuts the fuck off. Because you go into fight or flight mode. You're just thinking like, I'm I'm so angry, I just need to impose my will on these people. And, um, And that shit happens. And I feel like the only way to, like, really deter people with the death penalty is to, like you said, again, if if or if this is a strategy, number one, you'd have to impose it way more frequently. And number two, you'd probably have to start torturing people. Because maybe people aren't scared to die by gunshot, but if you're going to pull their fingernails off and rip their eyeballs out and you know, cut off their genitals, like maybe that would be a deterrent. But then you start getting into really sick, dark waters where... And where do we start? Right. Well, you start I'm, at Gitmo. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to do this. No, no, you can't. You can't, you can't torture people. Why not? You just, I mean, again, you want to live in a, in a civil society. And here's one of the, the costs, or I guess, quote, the downsides of living in a civil society is that you have to treat people who aren't civil with civility yeah that's where it starts is how do you if you want to measure how civil a society is look how it treats its criminals does it treat its criminals with a sense of civility and i hate using the word compassion but showing them a compassion and a civility that they don't have for other people that that's kind of where you where you measure the civility of a society um and as much as a lot of people would like to beat him to death slowly and and torture him and 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 do horrible things to him uh, unfortunately for us but fortunately for him and i think fortunately for society that it we, you can't you can't do that and and this is exactly why you don't see family members on the jury this is exactly why you don't have his own family members on the jury because even though, you know, the, the, the family members of the victims had an interest in his death, I'm sure, or maybe his his family members had an interest in his life, you know? So sure. everybody has a vested interest in in, in the parties that they're uh, connected to, for sure. But again, I, I do have to say that I'm, I'm grateful where we live in a society where we don't just dull it out willy-nilly the, 
the death penalty. And 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 there's also a reason that even when you're given the death penalty, it's done in a. I mean, again, this is even we've talked about the the civility of like say lethal injection, and mm-hmm. people are saying that they do actually suffer and they can feel the pain and they stop breathing and they suffocate to death. Yeah, and other well. people say, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, you look at stuff that's completely off the books, even people who, who do the most heinous things like Cruz and Dahmer and stuff like that, even they, it, it's not on the table for them to get their hands chopped off. Like that's not a punishment that there's no like pulling nails off. Oh, that would be in violation of, you know, the eighth amendment. And a lot of people go, oh, who cares? But, you know, those are the rules. You don't like the rules and fucking change the rules. Yeah, I mean, I, I say who cares? But, you know, realistically, I understand you can't do that. But Right. And, and you make the same argument all the time where people might suggest, well, you should have a class to own a gun. And you say, why? It's a right. It says yeah. it in the fucking yeah. the book, it in the Constitution. It privilege. It says it's a right. Right. It's part of the bill. Of rights. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like that, then you need to change the book that we are all subscribing to, which or I don't think we should. That, yeah, go right. somewhere else. I don't think we should. I, I, I agree with you on the Second Amendment, but also the Eighth, the eighth Amendment is important as well, and we can't just be uh, picking people off. Even if they do, you know, even if they do the horrible things, you, I feel like you, you got to sure. be civil and you can't, you can't do it back to them. Which is why I'm always confused by the, and that's why I asked Lummy during the show, the Christian perspective of it all. Because I'm not a religious person, we know that. But as far as Christians go, um, you know, they're very, they're very, have a vested interest in unborn fetuses. And I get it, the fetus is innocent, yada yada, who cares. But you'd think that there's like a sanctity of human life there. But suddenly if, you know, somebody does something horrible, not defending them, you know, it seems like it's the Christian people that are yelling the loudest for that person to die, which seems odd to me in my brain because I'm thinking, like, don't they, aren't they the people of compassion? Yeah, but it does say in the Bible, eye for an eye. Okay, so the eye for an eye in a world went blind, that's just what, like, a trope other people say? Yes. Okay, see, I don't know anything about the Bible, folks. The passage in Leviticus states... Uh Uh-huh. By the way, I didn't really know this beforehand. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I knew that. I knew that. I didn't know. I know the was, eye for an eye deal. Um, says, and a countryman who injures his countryman as he has done, so it shall be done to him. Mm. Fracture under for fracture, eye under for eye, tooth under for tooth. Just as another person has received injury from him, so it will be given to him. Okay. So if someone is like raped. Are they suggesting that he gets raped back? Well, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Although, I don't, you know, again, I don't think it means literally like an eye for an eye, but it means, you know, if you do something bad against somebody, then you should have something done bad against you. Sure, which is life in prison could be. Right, whether that's prison or, you know, if you kill somebody, then you should be killed. Interesting. Interesting. I learned... That's how... I learn new things about Christians every day where it's like it seems like it's, you know, uh, compassion and and forgiveness, um, but also death and destruction. Lots of it. Yeah. Lots of like throwing poop and stuff, too. Right. A lot of that. um, we, We were actually watching a thing on the fall of the Roman Empire 
And there were lots of reasons. It was kind of a symphony of events that took place that allowed uh, Rome to fall apart. But one of them was the rise of Christianity. That that weaseled its way in there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy if you really... And all religions are all uh, like Genesis origin stories of whomever. It it is just kind of like a random sequence of events, fortunate event. Well, not so fortunate if you get crucified. But in terms of just how things catch on, you know, and how things spread, it's like the Romans were crucifying people all the fucking time. That was like their thing. Yeah. And one guy gets crucified. And like whatever, but it was his followers that were like, "We gotta fucking." But it wasn't even people. Yeah, and and it wasn't even so much his followers. It was just people that like used that knew him that used him as the reason. Uh, for salvation or whatever. Yeah, well, to get back at the Romans, basically. Yeah, it was a um. Well, first of all, Jesus was Jewish, so he and we most people know this. A lot of people don't, but he was he was a Jew, um, and so he he didn't like invent or create the 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 one God deal. The what do you call it? A monotheistic religion. So he kind of just piggybacked on Judaism, mm-hmm. but he said, "Here is a road to salvation." Anybody can be forgiven. You just need to accept me as your, which is kind of an arrogant. He's like the Andrew Tate of the of the biblical. God, I hope ancient. he didn't have an annoying accent though. Bugatti, Bugatti. I forget how he says it. Bugatti, something like that. Yeah. But it's it is it is kind of annoying. But he was kind of like the Andrew Tate, where he was just like, I'm the shit. I'm God. I'm top G. You need to just worship me and um, you can be forgiven and eternal salvation and yada, yada, yada. And 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 heaven isn't just reserved for the nobility. It's you could be a slave and have a shitty fucking life. But yeah. when you die, you accept me as your your Lord and Savior and you're going to have a fucking kick ass time in heaven. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the what he was saying. And so a lot of the slaves and, and people who were probably conquered by the Romans were like, this is I vibe with this shit. Yeah, it was basically the slaves and the poor people because mm-hmm. they they and wanted the, salvation the un, and the uneducated. Yes. Yeah. So it caught on with them. And it seemed like I remember when they were showing the map of like where Christianity was popping up. I think Paul was really like the Don King of it and, all. Yeah, I remember that, well, the whole thing was, you know, you may be a slave and poor now, but in the afterlife, if you believe in this stuff, you're going to be a god. You're mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be, you know, super rich and have whatever you want. And Yeah. So, you know, pay your dues here and now, and, worship us, and then in the afterlife is where you're going to be rich. Right. And again, not that you're a biblical scholar, because you, you probably know as much as I do, which is almost nothing. But oh, well, gee, thanks. Well, what a ter- in terms I, of a fake dumb. fable, I'm sorry that I said you're not an expert in fiction. Um, what what did he what did Jesus do to convince his followers? Like the water and wine thing, walking on water. Like what did he? Because you can't just show up and be like, "I'm the shit." You got to prove to people. He did yeah. he make people well? He was like the. Uh, Ivy Vectrin. Of- I mean, did he do any of that stuff, though? <laughs> well, I'm just saying what the Bible says. I'm asking what the Bible says, not oh. what's real, because obviously, please, please. But what what did he, He it says he healed people. Okay, okay. What, is that, OFF what does that lady know? OFF. OFF knows. Oh, okay. Well, he in that case, people. then OFF knows. Okay. 
He turned water into wine, perhaps, which to people like Lummy, that's pretty cool. Uh, well, that's yeah. pretty kick ass. You're an alcoholic. Now he's turning fucking shitty cholera, you know, infested water into uh, uh, a cab, a nice cab. Right. That might convert me. Okay. A nice Sauvignon Blanc. That'd be nice. So, what else did he do? He walked on Drink the water. Up, Wine time. Wine time. He's, she's not Romina. Oh, sorry. Um, so he did a bunch of that sort of stuff, and he was able to, I guess, convince enough people to to accept him as the Lord and Savior, but not enough, not the Romans yet. So they crucify yeah. him, and it's so funny how Jesus gets the last laugh, because like 300 years later, I think the last or one of the last emperors of Rome, Constantine, or... Maybe it wasn't one of the last. Whatever. It turned into the Byzantine Empire at some point. Mm -hmm. But one of the last emperors of Rome gets baptized. And that was really the proverbial nail in the coffin for... For like the... uh, the, the What would you call it? Like the Roman religion, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like the multiple gods and goddesses. But Rome is really kick-ass. The Romans, I mean, the more I learn about it, the more I'm just like, what the fuck? Like the stuff that they built... Yeah, the way amazing. that they conducted business and trade and uh, see what they did at the beginning was was really smart because most people, when they would conquer a new people, they would just uh, plunder kill them. them, kill them, yeah. take their land, fuck their women, maybe kill a few women, kill the kids that weren't theirs, fuck them, whatever, do all the things. And so... Usually what would happen is like the the surviving slave members would would come together and maybe stage a a revolution or something. But what the Romans did is like the people that they fought, you know, obviously there was a lot of killing involved. But once they won, they took the land and the people that remained, they turned them into Roman citizens. They're like, now you're Roman. Yes. Now you get all the benefits of being Roman. You get the fucking grain from Egypt. You get the water from the aqueducts. You get to go to Rome. You can go to the gladiator events, the Colosseum. Like, it was pretty kick. Yeah, it was pretty kick ass. Uh, you know, depending on what era you were in. Sometimes being Roman wasn't cool at all. But yeah, when there wasn't any grain. When there wasn't. When there was like a, a lot of famine. When people are starving. The uh, like kind of pulling a Putin. The aqueduct hadn't been built yet. Yeah, that sort of deal. <laughs> or or, or you were the one having to build it. That or you just got, you know, a plague came through. Mm-hmm. Not great. Oops. Yeah, not great. Um, but but Rome, I'm just uh, so impressed by what they were able to accomplish. And oftentimes at the hands of like w- one single person, mm-hmm. like R- Julius Caesar, whose real name was like Gaius Julius Caesar. Right. Did you know that? Yeah, but that doesn't sound good as a salad. No, it doesn't. Oh, I'll have a gayest Julius Caesar, please. No. Julius Caesar, who like... Pizza, pizza. <laughs> isn't, that what he, isn't that what he always said? Yes, yes. With the crazy bread. Yeah, pizza, so, pizza. So fucking good. Uh, yeah, he took over and he... I think he increased the empire by like something crazy, like 50%. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Never was an emperor, though. Do you know that? Never was an emperor. It was still a, a republic when mm. he was the leader of that. He was a consul and um, I, I think uh, maybe a king. And no, I don't think he was a king. 
I don't think it was that. But then after him, the next dude who was like Octavius or Octa- his adopted son, whoever that was, then became the emperor. And he's like a no, like nobody even knows who that is. So it sucks. But anyways, very interesting stuff. He yeah fucked Cleopatra. Had a he had a uh, a, a mixed race child. Who how dare he? Who led for two weeks before he was assassinated? <laughs> Oops. It's crazy. I mean, you want to talk about House of Cards, Jesus Christ. Like, it, it was crazy because it, the best place to be, I think, in in Rome or ancient Greece or any of those civilizations was, I would say, like, Senate-level mobility. Nobility, excuse okay. me. So you're like, you got a shit ton of power, you're very influential, but you're probably not going to get assassinated. Not Not all eyes are on you. Because as soon as you become an emperor or a king or a mm-hmm. consul or whatever, people are after your head. And that is scary because you don't know who to trust. Obviously, as we all know, yep. Julius Caesar was killed by his own stepson. Technically, he was fucking his mom for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what her name was? Servilla? Servilla? Something like that. Julius Caesar was, was, had a longtime mistress and her son was Brutus. And Brutus killed Julius Caesar. At the end, which sucks because, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think uh, Julius Caesar really took Brutus under his wing and kind of honed him yeah. into becoming um, a good leader, a military leader and stuff like that. But then Brutus uh, Brutus killed him, along with like 15 other Senate members. Kids always grow up to hate you. They really do. Uh, 81390Bubba, if you'd like to uh, weigh in on the conversation. Should we take a little break? Sure. Let's take a little break. We'll take a little break and be back in about uh, three minutes. Hello, hello. Music, Sorry, music done. Run. I know, I know. I was just walking in. I was like, God damn it! Didn't even get a cool intro. But how about now? Well, why bother? It just makes me feel good. Oh, hey, we're do, back. Do, Welcome to Blummel Off do, the Rails. Eleven thirty already. Right. Jesus. You gotta go. You gotta catch a plane. I gotta catch a plane pretty soon. But we got a few minutes. We got a few minutes. You gotta go eat a light lunch. I know. I gotta eat a light lunch. I'll be having, I think, veggie fajitas for dinner. I looked at the menu. That's the only thing I could have. I was just grateful that they even had that option. And I love that. I love that people that even know me that when we go to restaurants, they're like, they got vegetarian stuff. They got three cheese uh, lasagna, (sighs) mac and cheese. Like, do you fucking know me at all? Um, I don't eat anything, but I feel like most places, if I see... Oh, that's right. You don't eat cheese because you're vegetarian. Right. And then they get all... Do you eat eggs? Right. I know. And then I have to get in (laughs) it. Yes, I do. I just don't want to gain a thousand pounds. So there's also that aspect. I'm so sorry. And I don't like to to feel like... Like the fact, the, the amount of food that I need to feel full is literally insane. So if oh, to I feel full? to feel full, so if yeah. I'm getting a mac and cheese as my meal, I'm gonna have to eat so much fucking mac and cheese to feel full, and I'm not gonna feel good when that experience is over. So, and especially again, like tonight, I'm going out and dressed in a, a little skirt and a fucking shiny tube top. I don't want to be just fucking bloated, and I get bloated. This guy can attest to it. It's bad. I could have a six pack going into the meal, and I am just pregnant after the meal. And sometimes I get a little farty. It happens! Okay, I, I I actually meant to look this up last night, but, dude, after jujitsu, like, if sometimes it fucks me up. Because you got to think about it. Like, p- 
people are sitting on your stomach, there's a, a move called neon <laughs> belly. Or someone's move is literally on your belly. It's bad and it hurts really, really bad. And then you do these moves where you're literally contorted like a fucking pretzel or people fold you in half or you're slammed on the ground. There's just lots of pressure on the abdomen at any given point that usually I'll be fine going into class. I'll be fine during class. And then afterwards, my stomach is just fucked up. And I'm like, that's got to be a thing, right? Like if someone just poking and prodding at your stomach for two hours. Yeah, you would think so. You'd get like out and then you get all, sometimes they get a little gassy. It, it happens. Can't help it. e one three ninety Bubba. We talked about the 35-year-old version, which I really wanted to cover on this show. I didn't think Bubba was going to cover it because I sent him prep four days in a row. He didn't use one story and then he used all the stories today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sweet. I'll have plenty to talk about. It. He literally went through fucking everything. I'm like, God damn it. But I'm glad that he used it, of course. He, he had to close it out. Yeah, he did. He he closed up the week with, with strong. So uh, this this thirty five year old virgin, and it was really funny that you said exactly what I was thinking, which is unusual because that never happens. No, with us. never. But like you said, a nineteen year old or twenty year old virgin that's hot. Those yeah, are the or it could be hot, right? Those are the 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 Russian or Moldovan um, models that sell their virginity for like two million dollars. But you have to be nineteen or twenty. When you're 35 and you're a virgin, that is now we're in weird territory. Yeah. Especially for, well, especially for anybody, actually. Mm-hmm. A, a woman, clearly, she could get fucked. She's choosing not to. I had a friend in college who, I wouldn't say she was 35, but she was I hope 28. Not. Okay. 28. Uh, she's a friend from college. But even even twenty eight is way better than thirty five. Yeah, because at least you're still in your twenties. Yeah, you're pushing it, but you're you are pushing it. But in when I was in college, every all of my friends, if they weren't already whores, they became whores. Well, and, and like here's the thing: is you don't want to like, especially the marriage thing. Like you don't want to marry a thirty five year old virgin. And then discovered that, like, she doesn't like sex at all. Right. And this does nothing for her, so she doesn't want to do it. And you know what? We don't need to have sex. Like, that's just, it's overrated. Well, you're also... Because that's what you want. Yeah, and you're also looking at a woman who is used to not having sex for very long periods of time, so she could easily go out... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, with you. She could take you on the camel journey with no water. Yeah, can't have that. For months, maybe even... Maybe in years. But going back to the college situation, when I was in college, many of us going into college were virgins. I, I attract a certain sure. crowd of, I don't want to say like, not nerds, but people who were like, come from a good family. <laughs> like a lot of when they, a lot of my, me and my friends, like we came from two parent homes or if they were divorced, it was like mom and dad cared about you. You know, back in 2005, when I got into college, most people were there on merit. Like, obviously, there was some mm-hmm. other situations. But for the most part, everyone was there on merit, had it, a, enough of a, a good upbringing to apply to college. You know what I mean? Um, did, w- no one was on the streets. People wanted to get educated. And, and you know, we all thought we we're going to get educated and get a great job and fucking do what our parents did and be boomers. Yeah, no, not going to happen. But... So we go to college. A lot of my friends in college initially were good kids. 
Um, I had a friend. I remember I had a friend Julie, and her and I had we had both were, were freshmen in college, and we had never kissed boys before. Okay. So we were really behind the eight ball. Yeah, that's... but we bonded over that. I was just like, she was a good Christian girl, and I remember one day disclosing that information. I'm like, yeah, I've like never even kissed a guy. She's like, me neither. I'm like, great. And then I think she fucked some guy like two months later. I'm like, oh, well, that escalated quickly. Mm-hmm. So um, I felt very connected to other virgins. And what was so great about my senior year of college is that I ended up, there were seven girls. We started off four virgins. And none of us were very religious. Okay. There was one other Jew who actually you've met. Okay, yeah. At a wedding. Yep, yep. yep. She started off as a virgin, so we were like 20, 21, something, 21, and it, very unusual. You have seven girls in college. Uh, the ugliest one had the most sex. It was, it was back, it was upside down world. It was crazy. This, this girl, she was six foot two. I'm not kidding. I can show you pictures. She hasn't changed one iota. She was six foot two, probably about 250, 260, and she had had the most sex of everybody. And it was crazy. Um, and then we had a slutty sorority chick and like some other stupid broad. But the four of us, the crew, we were virgins going in to my senior year, which was insane. And all of us like partied. Like it wasn't like the, the four of us just stayed home and like clutched yeah. our pearls. Like we would go out and like meet people and get fucked up and stuff. But we would just never end up in someone's bed, you know, with their dick in our hand. Like we just we were just kind of like good girls. It was mm-hmm. weird. Well, well, because you told them you're a virgin and they ran. Right. No, no. Oh. I, I, I usually would not. You don't really need to disclose that information at a frat party. I'm a, I'm a virgin. Like you just, it was just not nothing that came up. I never really dated properly until I was like 22 because in college I knew almost no one that dated. Mm-hmm. There, it was weird. There were people that were just in relationships yeah. And then there was just everybody else who was single and fucking hooking up, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I cannot even recall someone, a friend of mine saying, a guy's taking me out on a date. Like, also, these are college kids, so nobody has any money. Yeah. It was like, do you want to hang out? Like, there was a lot of hanging out. Do you want to, um, like, maybe go to grab coffee? Like, that was a big one, perhaps. But beyond that, there was not extensive, like, courting. And, like, why would you? Everybody is the hottest they'll ever be in their life. Um, girls would just want to have fun. The guys just want to fuck. Like, it was just, it was a free-for-all. So to find, like, another virgin, let alone three other virgins, and, like, live together under a house was kind of crazy. But... Um, my friend that you met caved within about uh, a week of moving in together, so which was crazy because she had held out for three years of, up until that point. Yeah, yeah. And then I and I was kind of disappointed in her because, like, she gave it up on like a one night stand. I'm like, dude, mm. you you waited this long to give it up to just a random dude, and she had made out with random dudes and like dated random dudes, pseudo dated random dudes before. So I'm like, what are you what are you doing? She was just like, I just wanted to get it over with. Like, she just got it in her head. That's how easy it is for girls to have sex. It's like, she got it in her mind that day. She decided she wanted to get it over with. And then that night fucked. Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. just crazy yeah. how, how easy it is. And she's a, she's a cute girl. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like she was ugly or anything. She's very cute. But it's just funny how easy it is to, to, to set that goal and accomplish no it immediately. 
So that happened. And then it was me and um, my two other friends. And uh, we collectively called ourselves Vonaria because that was like a, a combination of all of our names. And right. um, so we would be like, oh, that's, it's weird to bond over that and then make it like, oh, we're everyone's favorite venereal disease. Like we'd say that, Vonaria. So the three of us would hang out and we're still uh, very close. Now, after college, uh, a few years later, I ended up uh, losing the V card and, and so did my closer friend who I've talked about with you. She's she's a cool chick. Mm-hmm. But then w- what the last girl, she really held out to the point where we had a conversation on the phone. I remember I was living in, in Michigan at the time and she'd been dating her boyfriend for two years and she um, she still had not had sex. And I said, uh, Two I'll just, years. I'll just call her Mary. Yeah. I said, Mary. Yeah, Virgin Mary. Correct. What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, what else does this guy have to do to show you that he cares? He's This is not a one-night stand. You're not a slut. You can have sex now. No one's going to judge you. And she was like, I think she was like, like a little Christian, but not, and I don't know if it was part of her upbringing. She was Croatian. Um, and I know that they're pretty, like pretty Christian folks over there. But she she wasn't going to church all the time and stuff. But she did have very strong moral, not moral, but whatever mm-hmm. uh, traditional convictions. Let's just say. So I remember talking to her on the phone. I'm like, dude, you're out of your fucking mind. You need to fuck this guy. Like this is getting ridiculous. How long does he have to stick around? So she did have sex with him, and then she got HPV immediately, which to, when she told me, like, I immediately burst out laughing. I'm like, this is yeah, literally to. insane. Yeah, you have to laugh. <laughs> she's, like, I have a, she's like, I have an STD. I'm like, what? She's like, I got HPV from my boyfriend who you told me to fuck. I'm like, oh, don't blame this on me. Okay, yeah. don't blame this on me. Okay. Um, and I think he got tested and everything, but maybe it's undetectable in males, and then I, I don't know. Sorry, you fucked the chick like the night before. Uh, hopefully not. That would be really sad. But what was really interesting is um, one of the last times I saw her was actually a bunch of us got together and went to Miami. This was 2018. And um, that guy broke up with her. And uh, it's actually really super fucked up. He just like one day left okay. and wrote a note and said, I got to like changed my life. I, I, I can't be here anymore. Um, I'm not happy. And he just moved. He, they were living in LA. He just moved to Seattle. I like that move. Actually, like, I think it was just like the Pacific Northwest. Like at first she didn't even know where he went. He just up and fucking left. Hmm. And, um, obviously she's heartbroken. She was with this guy probably for like three or four years. And all of a sudden he just leaves and obviously the rest of us were very angry with this guy. Like, how the fuck could you do that to somebody and just whatever? It, not even say, do you want to come along? Like, there was no, no nothing. You didn't want her to come along. Apparently not. But that's not where the story ends. So he moves to, I think it's like close to Spokane or it's like on the Idaho-Washington border, somewhere around there. He just up and leaves. And then like two years later, comes back and like wants yeah but he at that point he was up there he has a new girlfriend who lives with him like my friend was like this like so devastated she would just like laugh about it she's like this is literally fucking insane um and we all hated him and then all of a sudden he comes back and he he wants to get back with my friend 
And to the point where, in my mind, it was like he showed up at her house. You remember that movie, like Say Anything, with John Cusack, with the with the stereo. Is am I am I getting the movie reference right? I don't do movies. You know that famous like even if you haven't seen the movie, yeah, you're familiar, I, the I guys think, outside the girl's window with the boombox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what he did. And he had he went and he talked to her dad, her fucking like Croatian Serbian dad, who was is very serious about you know who his daughters are dating, and apologized to him and everything. And um, she went dark on social media probably for about a year. Because she was embarrassed for getting back together with him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden reappears and she's in Washington now. Mm. So she moved up there with him. Um, and it was really weird. It's it's a strange situation when you talk so much shit about someone on her end as her friends were like, fuck that motherfucker, stupid bitch. Yep. And now we're like, hey, Sean, <laughs> how have you been? Um, and it's funny because like, this guy, Sean, is actually, like, he's, like, a libertarian. So, like, when I was on social media, he'd be like, did you see that new Michael Malice video? And I'm like, yeah, that guy's mm. awesome. I'm like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you treated my friend like shit. Um, but then you kind of got to just support your friend and go, all right. But in the interim of uh, Sean Gate, you know, bef- after he left and before he came back, my friend who stayed a virgin for 28 years went and had a one-night stand. And I was like, what the hmm. fuck? Um, which was shocking, because she's just like, I don't know, I just, I kind of... And it's, and it's funny because, like, she probably told that guy, I, I don't usually do this, but it was actually true. It's like the one person that's telling you the sure. truth. He's like, she's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, no, you don't get it. Like, I was a virgin until I was 28. and But to me, that's so crazy to, like, make a guy wait two years and then fuck a guy on, like, a one-night stand. Like, that, I, my brain would not be able to comprehend. But, you know, maybe she was in a really fucked up place. This guy just left her, walked out on her. Yeah. So she's like, I don't even know. Everything I've been doing in my life is wrong. I finally wait for this guy, have sex with him, I get an STD, and then he leaves me. And uh, fuck it, you know, so I kind of do understand. Well, that's like the whole, uh, you know, the the girl and the guy are together. They're, they're, they're fighting. He's pissed because she doesn't ever blow him. And so she's like, well, I'm going to show you. And she goes out and blows the whole fucking football team. And it's like, well, you know, she should have just blew him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys get very angry, I learned when they find out that the girl that they've been trying to court and convince to get them in bed, um, when they find out that they have a history of just being sluts, they get very angry that they're making like oh so yeah. for example yeah, yeah 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 someone I you know I used to date was telling me relaying this information that you know he knew this girl and she was dating a guy and he's like. That girl is a fucking slut, and she's making that guy wait because he's a good guy. And he's like, that pisses me off. Yeah. Because I know that, because he was like friends with that friend group, and he would tell me, like, see that girl over there? She's a fucking hoe bag, and she will fuck guys willy-nilly, but she met a guy who was of quality, and so to convince that guy that she's not a slut, she's like making him wait, making him buy dinners, do all the things. Mm. Um, and that really upset him. And like, I get it on both ends. I get it 
you know, as a as a guy to find out that you have to pay for something that a girl was just willing to give away for free, but because you're higher quality, you have to like you're essentially punished more, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. Which is you're the ultimate sucker because if if you know, you're dating a girl because you're trying to find out, especially for if it's for like marriage, yeah. you're trying to find out like who's a who's a quality girl and yep. who belongs to the streets. Yep. So the best are the people that just tell you who they are up front. You know, if, if you're dating a girl and she's like making you wait or, you know, you know, taking it slow, not just hopping into bed with you and you go, okay, this is a quality girl. Great. Or if you just meet a girl and she fucks you the first night and you go, great, you belong to the streets. No problem. But the worst are the ones that are pretending that they don't belong to the streets, mm-hmm. but they do. Because then you're the ultimate sucker for getting sucked into that shit. So, um, as an outsider, you know, the person I was involved with was like, that fucking makes me so angry that people do that. Because you just, you want to know up front what you're getting. You don't want to work hard for a girl that gave it away easily. Yeah. You know, because you're in the market for someone who's high, quote, high quality or, you know, respects themselves or whatever the euphemism is. And if that's even true or if you even believe that, but... Um, you know, if you're in the market for a wife and, and this girl is a, essentially a, what is it, like a, 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 a fox in sheep clothing or whatever yep. it is. Just a floozy bitch. Mm-hmm. That's probably the worst. But I also understand from her perspective, like, you got to play that game because then no one will wife you. Yeah. yeah. Or if they do wife you, then they're just a, uh, I won't use the word. but A sucker. That, yes. Alpha then, beta yeah. then, you know. All the rest. So interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was an interesting time to be a virgin at uh, the University of Casual Sex and Beer. That's what UCSB was called. It was a wild school and a wild time. And it was very strange because like I had to disclose that information to a nurse one time and she shamed me. Um, she I went for I don't know if I ever told the story, but I, I was having um, some medical issues because I was overtraining and whatever. I, I was peeing blood, and they didn't know why. <laughs> They're like, this could be myoglobin, this could be uh, your mm-hmm. kidneys telling us that your body's shutting down, or this could be blood and you're just breaking capillaries, and we don't really know, so we have to go in, you have to go in for some testing. It's like, all right. And, not, and people would, the, I remember the nurse once said, she's like, are you on your period? I'm like, bitch, I've been bleeding since I was 11. I think I would know. This is straight fucking blood, dude. Um, something's wrong. And so, um, she takes me back. She, she drew my blood and then she proceeded to ask me about, um, my sexual history. And she was this, um, this big, uh, African-American woman. And she was asking me questions that were completely unrelated to the issue at hand. And, and fine enough. She was just like, did you get an STD screening? And I said, no, no, I did not. And, um, she starts like laying into me about it. Like it, you, it's just a yes or no question. Fucking move on. Mm-hmm. Starts laying into me about this. And this is right before she takes my blood. So she's like asking me all these preliminary questions. And, um, and by the way, she was also the same person that when I gave the sample, cause I had to go back a few times. I gave the sample of blood. She pulls it like we're, it, we're in like the student health center. She's the front desk lady. She takes my sample out of the bag in front of other people and like pulls it up and it's like she's like this is she goes this is urine i go yes that's why i'm here you stupid bitch 
It was so unprofessional. I was so that embarrassed. That shit don't taste like urine. <laughs> She's like, ooh. That, she goes, okay. And I'm like, uh. I'm like, remember like privacy and like HIPAA and shit? You just, you just took my sample out of the if fucking want, bag. Bitch, if you want HIPAA, go to the zoo. <laughs> I was so fucking embarrassed. So then, so that was that was stage one. Then she takes me back. She starts asking me all these preliminary questions about um, my sexual history. Well, first she just asked me if I had a screen, like a chlamydia or a screen, whatever. And I go, no. And she goes, why not? I go, because I fucking didn't. I don't need it. She's like, oh, like she's like thinking, oh, you think you're invincible, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't need it. And then finally, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a fucking virgin. Like she just didn't occur to her. You what? I'm like, I'm a virgin. Look, I don't care where you from. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh, she's like, oh. And then she goes, is it cause of, is it cause of God? I'm, <laughs> I'm peeing. Blood, can we please? Yeah, and then I'm like, you know, and at that point, I was probably at like the height of my atheism, okay? Yeah, and I'm like, no, it's not because of God, like, what the fuck? So I'm like yelling at her, I'm like, no, it's, and I'm like, why do you need to know? She's like, oh, okay, and she would like back off, and then she'd wait a few seconds, and then she'd ask another question mm-hmm. or she'd make another statement. And I remember she said to me, and it was the most fucking humiliating thing ever. I told my virgin friends immediately after leaving because I was like, this is just this is a nightmare. She said to me, oh, okay. Like, once she realized I was virgin, she said, oh, okay. Oh, it's not because, okay, I understand. And then she said, oh, I, I totally understand. She's, and again, I'm 22 at this point. Mm-hmm. She goes, I understand. She goes, I have a 14-year-old girl, and she is not interested in boys at all either. What? I'm like, I'm not? I'm like, are you comparing me to a 14-year-old? Because that's rude. And do you think I'm gay? Because I'm not that either. Like, I'm just... And then, and then whatever. But then she took my blood and I fainted, which was funny because there was a, you know, they sit you down and they put a bar here. And I remember specifically asking her what the bar was for. And then she put uh, a needle on my arm. And I guess, I, I don't know why if I you was fasted. You found out why the bar Yes. No, but I don't know why I didn't uh, eat any food. I, maybe it was early in the morning, but my blood sugar was low and I fucking dropped. I just, out. Um, and she's like, that's why the bar. I go, got it. Mm-hmm. I got it now. Understood. And so then she gave me some orange juice and I was fine in about five seconds. But I remember going back and like telling my friends, I'm like, this is, that has got to be the most unprofessional shit. That's, that's student health insurance for you folks right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you, when I, I got health insurance through the school, that's the kind of shit you, you got. And then when I went to, uh, get therapy for my OCD, they literally sent me to a guy who was a child molester. Like, thank God I was in my 20s, because otherwise he would have tried to fuck me. And he had a, a, a wiener dog named Fruit Bat. Fruit Bat. Um, and he had a, you know those, like, you know Nobody that, like, should be owning wiener dogs. <laughs> Rhett can hear you. I know, I know. I, I, I wanted to say, including uh, you, Rhett. And he had, you know that haircut? It's like a... Mullet. A white waste management deal. It's like, I would see a lot of... Uh, like boys between the ages of maybe six and eight with this haircut where it's like a normal cut and then there's like a rat tail. Like it's just yeah. like not not like a mohawk or anything where like mm-hmm. it's literally just normal hair and then like a like a little Yeah. Like a little colonial ponytail deal. 
he had one of those, but he was 65. And he had a giant overweight wiener dog named Fruit Bat that would bark, which is hard when you're like crying and you have this dog that's just erratic and you're like, can you euthanize this piece of shit? Why is it here? I'm supposed, this is therapy. And mm-hmm. this dog, there's nothing therapeutic about this dog. Ain't got no fur. It's not nice to pet. It's like, it's like showing its teeth at me. I'm like, this is, f-. and I'm like, and then when I was seven, and he's just like, what the hell? and he's so out of his mind because he's just so used to it. He's just like petting this dog. He like doesn't even hear the noise. And I'm like, I can't, this is not cathartic. And then him and my uh, psychiatrist had a falling out. So I was like the the kid of divorced parents um, where mm-hmm. my the rat tail um, psychologist, the shrink, didn't believe I should be taking meds. And the psychiatrist kept trying to push the meds on me. And then when I would tell them, like, well, this is what the other said, they would roll their eyes and start talking shit about them. I'm like, this is student health insurance right here. That's awesome. Yeah. From every angle, it was just an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, but anyways, I ended up being uh, just fine, obviously. Um, no thanks to that nurse. But it um, it was probably one of the most, like, humiliating. Um, not, I mean, thankfully it was just her and I. It wasn't, like, in front of a group of people. But there's, you know, I was I was insecure about it, but I also, like, wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It, it was one of those things where, like, it was kind of a secret that I kept with within, like, my close friend group. Like, people that knew me knew I was a virgin, yeah. but it wasn't something I, like, wanted to broadcast or you anything. You were, like, proud of it, but also knew that, like, it's, like, looked down upon, kind of. Yeah, it was very strange. It was kind of like the, I think I, I don't want to say I just wanted to fit in, but I, I was such a late bloomer, not in terms of puberty, but in terms of, like, any sort of sexual experience, mm-hmm. that uh, by the time people, like, by the time girls are out of their hoe phase, like, I just lost my virginity. You know, it's like people are just like, all right, I'm ready to settle down. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just, I was holding hands with boys at that time, if that, you know. So I feel like it always kind of set me back, almost in a, in a in a good way, where I didn't become, and I never just became like a really sexualized person because it was never part of my personality as an adolescent or even as a young person. I was just, you know. But anyways, I'm I. It was funny because in college, and I think I've mentioned this before, I just I didn't want to like stick out as a square. Yeah. So I would like dress like a hooker, but wasn't. And I wanted people to think that I not that I was a slut, but that I was just experienced or just normal. Like yeah, I just wanted yeah, yeah. to be normal. I didn't want to be like, oh, because every time you tell someone you're a virgin, even at 21, they're like, what? Now it's probably even worse because uh, kids are some kids are having sex at like fucking 14. And some kids aren't having sex at all, which is kind of weird. Gen Z seems to be, um, I don't want to say not interested, but it just seems like they are staying home and playing Fortnite. But anyways, um, I've been going on for a little too long. Nothing wrong with Fortnite. Nothing wrong with Fortnite. Play it all you want. Well, hopefully they uh, gas up your uh, prop plane and uh, make sure they check the propellers. and. I'm sure they're going to do all that. I hope. Make sure the wheels have. Okay, air, thank air you. I I I, I don't want to be aware of all the things that could go wrong. I don't like playing worst case scenario when I'm thirty thousand feet up in the air. Oh, it doesn't go that high. Okay. It can't go that high. Thank you, Blitz. Thanks for joining me today and uh, everything you do. Chitty chitty bang bang. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend.